Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Put the old devil back in his place where he belongs tonight. Amen. 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 We had the, the privilege a couple of weeks ago of was over at uh, Edgewood, y'all sister church, Sunday morning. God certainly showed up and showed out like he always does. And we went over to Cedar Bluff Community Baptist. I believe Brother Zach has been over there a couple of times preaching. And, and expect God to move, but he showed up and showed out. I mean, we had revival about 15 people over there. And it was one of them times you didn't want to leave. I mean, he just it just kept on stirring like a big old pool of water. And you don't want to leave when it gets that good. And I've had this message. I actually preached this message that Sunday night, and I cannot get it off of my mind. I mean, there's just it's one of them messages that you just you just keep feasting off of, and keep on feasting. And the more you get to digging, the more you learn. But uh, Daniel chapter three, we're gonna go back in the archives tonight. Daniel chapter number three. I'm glad tonight there is grace for every need. Can I say to you tonight, if you have a need, the altar was open when the doors were open. And I'm grateful for the Spirit of the Lord. I was talking with a brother earlier before service. I said, well, the Spirit of the Lord is there's liberty. I like being where there's liberty, brother. If there's a need here tonight, I'm going to remind you what that song said. There's grace for every need. You don't have to leave the same way you came in. Amen. If you'd learn just to fall in your face before a sovereign God, he's able tonight. He's able. Daniel chapter number three, I'd like to look at verse number 16. We'll read a few verses while we're standing and we'll pray and preach. Verse number 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we're not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Pray with me if you would. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. Thankful, Lord, tonight that we have a good place to come to, Lord, to worship in spirit and in truth. Lord, I pray, God, that you would just uh, use me as a mouthpiece, as a messenger tonight while we're here. God, I pray that the people would examine themselves. God, if there's a need at all in this place, Lord, I pray that they'd find themselves upon the knees before the Almighty God. Lord, as we read this scripture, Lord, I pray that you'd help me to say the things you want me to say. And Lord, bring the, bring the message clear. Lord, have your way. We thank you for what you're going to do here tonight. Thank you for what you've already done. The songs have been sang, the Lord, the praise reports that you've done, Lord, just the time together to worship, Lord, what a privilege it is. And Father, we love you. We thank you. We praise you for all you do. We ask it in Jesus' name. All God's people said, Amen. 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 You can be seated. As we've started this message out, I, I want to catch you up to chapter number three. If you took your Bibles in chapter number one, you'll find where Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, which is the names I like to call them, that was their God-given names. This other stuff's pagan names, it don't really make no difference to me. I like Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, that's the names that God give them. 
They were very smart men, very cunning men. They were very intelligent in their time. Uh, we find that where uh, uh, Jehoiakim, king of Judah, he had passed on, and King Nebuchadnezzar took over Babylon, and he 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 sought out to get the children of of, of the Chaldeans. He brought them up, and he started offering them some meat uh, to get them to get them fattened up. And we find where Daniel, Azariah, Mishael, and Azariah said, "We're not going to eat none of that king's meat." It wasn't good enough for him. In fact, Daniel said it to defile him. Amen. Yeah. And I began to chew on as I studied this message out. I think if God's people get a little more hungry for God's food, amen, yeah. you'll get some spiritual meat. Amen. You can be yeah. used for the glory of God. I got to thinking about the scripture over in 1 John chapter number 2 and verse number 15, I believe it is, for all is in the world. The lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. It's not of the Father, but it's of the world. Yeah. The world shall pass away, but doeth the will of God, abideth forever. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That food there, old Daniel said, he said, I ain't going to eat it. It's going to be, it'll defile me. It'll mess me up. He said, I tell you what, you give us 10 days, we won't eat the yeah. spiritual meat that yeah. God give us. Amen. You'll see just how good our countenance is compared to your men. 10 days went by, and the Bible says, it looked at their countenance, how much fatter they was, how much more healthy they was. Yeah. And I want to tell you, God's people, start hungering and thirst Amen. after righteousness' sake. Right. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, you shall be filled. Amen. Amen. I have never hungered tonight like I've hungered after the things of God. Amen. Yeah. I've never grown as much like I have when I learned That's to right. eat from the king's Amen. table. Amen. This Amen. world did not purchase me. I do not belong to it anymore. I was a slave to it for some time. Yeah. Amen. But one day, yeah. God showed up and saved me. He purchased me with a sin debt that he paid on the cross of Calvary. And so now I've learned to serve and to learn to fellowship with Christ and eat from the king's table. Amen. These three Hebrew children said, we ain't going to eat with you. We're going to turn out a lot more better than your old man is. You just wait and see what's going to happen. They feasted for the things of God. Chapter number two, you find where King Nebuchadnezzar, he woke up from a dream. The Bible says he woke up. He was very troubled at it. And he wanted some of the, some of the fellows he had to interpret that dream to him. He called the smartest and mightiest of men his direction and told him, said, I'm going to make a decree with you. You're going to tell me what this dream means. If you don't tell me, I'm going to kill you. That's how serious he was. He was a troubled person, amen. He doesn't see what God can do, but he turned right around and said, you're going to tell me my dream. And if you don't tell me what the dream is, I'm going to take you and wipe you out. The people's got looking around. You're going to tell us what the dream was for us to interpret it. No, you want to tell me what the dream was. And so he sent a decree out. We're going to kill all the smart people of Babylon. We're going to wipe you out. You don't know what was going on. And here showed up Daniel, Azariah, and Michelle, and Azariah back in the scene again. Amen. Thank God God knows what we need, when we need it, how much we need of it. Amen. He knows exactly who to send that direction. The king's men, they couldn't interpret the dreams. Here come Daniel, Nazariah, Mishael, Nazariah on the scene. They interpret the dream. At the end of chapter 2, the Bible says here that he set them up in the high places over, over some things. And getting chapter number 3 is where we're at tonight. And we read King Nebuchadnezzar set this image of gold up. It was a lowercase g God. Right. Yeah. Can I say here, God ain't no image. He ain't some concrete statue tonight. You can go to the tomb that he, can I say, he borrowed, amen. He ain't there no more. He told Mary, he said, why seek you the living among the dead? <laughs> he's alive forevermore. Can I remind you? He's making intercession at the right hand of the Father for you and for me. 
But King Nebuchadnezzar here, he set this golden image up. Verse number two, the Bible says, Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent together together the princes and the governors and the captains and the judges and the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication and to the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king set up. So he had this image set up at a time that he was going to start blowing a bunch of noise and, that, and everybody was supposed to bow down and worship that golden image. It wasn't some little bitty thing. If you do your Bible study, you'll find it's a very big, tall image. It was probably pretty shining, yeah. something to kind of distract their minds. And he called all these rulers over all the provinces. And he said, okay, at the time, given that we start blowing off our bunch of music and stuff, you are going to bow down and worship this yeah. golden image. Yeah. Thank God there's some people who's willing to take a stand today and say, in spite of what the rest of this world says to do, in spite of what this world says is normal, thank God we ought to be able to take a stand tonight for the Lord Jesus Christ and say, just because this world says that it's okay to pretend you're some kind of animal, just because this world says that it's okay for us to shack up with the other person, just because this world says it's okay to miss a Sunday morning or Sunday night of worship, just because this world says that sin is okay, can I tell you it's an abomination unto God, and we ought to be able to have the God about us to stand up for the glory of God and say, I'm going to be different, I'm going to be separate, I'm going to be peculiar. Can I tell you tonight, it still takes a holy life to please that the Father, amen. It still takes a part of segregation, amen, to separate ourselves from this world and to be that light for the glory of God and to be something for the glory of God. I'm talking about it has to be have to be spotless from this lost and dying world. And just because everybody says that it's normal to do these things, it's still wrong. It always has been and it always will be. Amen. Time come around. Verse number eight, the Bible says, wherefore at that time certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews they spake and said to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Yep. Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man shall hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, yep. the sight, but the psaltery, the dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, he shall be cast in the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. And you all know the story very well. If you've been in church very long, you have three Hebrew children that's willing to take a stand. And I've got to thinking about this, how many times, amen, did you try to be a lot for Jesus in the one time that you try to slip up, amen, and do something wrong. You'll have some kind of little narc running around saying, look at him. He fell short. He don't know what he's talking about. I'll tell you what, if we'd only keep our minds and our eyes focused, on the prize of the high calling and quit worrying about the left and quit worrying about the right and be looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. Can I tell you, if we'd be focused on the things of God, imagine what fellowship we could have with his eyes. Amen. That old dark he went over and told that king, these three children over here ain't doing what you're going to say, what you're going to do about it. And we find ourselves tonight in Daniel chapter 3 and verse number 16, they were communicating with Nebuchadnezzar. And I love the latter part of verse 16. He said, we ain't careful to answer thee in this matter. Can I put this in six mile terms? We ain't ashamed to glorify God. It might cost a little bit here and there, but I'm not ashamed to worship the one of the great creator. 
I'm not ashamed to stand for the gospel of Jesus Christ. I think about the scripture over in Romans chapter number one. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power and the salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also the Greek. He told the king over there, I'm not careful to answer thee in this matter because we know who we have belonged to. I think about the scripture in the New Testament. He said, I know whom I have believed in, and I am persuaded he is able to, to keep that which I commend to him. I guess that day, what you commit to him, preacher? I'm glad you asked. I commit to him my soul. I commit to him my and if so be one day after a while we might get persecuted and talked about and kicked around a little while but greater is he's in me than he that is in the world I've got heaven to gain I don't care what happens down here I've made up my mind a long time ago by the time and I'm going to live for Jesus amen even if it's going to cost me a thing or two he said we ain't going to be careful to enter thee in this matter, if so, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine yeah. hand, O king. Yeah. I got this doing about this just a second ago. About the brothers, I thank God for cancer. You all heard the story, Brother Thomas said. He got somebody's attention. How many times have we sat over on the bed of a loved one, a battle of some kind of lifelong sickness? And we simply pray for them and pray for them that God would heal them, that God would take care of them and God would take them home or God would sit in the back, whatever it is your prayer is. And you go home, you lay down your head, you're still burdened for them. Yeah. And you start praying on their behalf, God, please give them some rest. And God sees fit to take them on home. And the old flesh just gets tore off them out of shape. Well, I guess he lost this. No, he didn't lose the battle. He, man, he just gained a set of wings on his way out of here. Let me tell you something. This world has nothing to offer you but turmoil and tribulation and sin. But can I tell you tonight, sin is in, there's joy in sin for a season. Amen. There's a way that sin must right to man, but the end thereof is destruction. If we would learn to draw nigh to God. He'll draw nigh to you tonight. Amen. He yeah. said over there, he said, we ain't careful to answer you in this matter. He said, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. It's almost as if they kind of got a fore, a foreseeing thought in their mind that something was going to take place. They remember back two chapters ago what it done for them then. They seen him work through the dreams of Nebuchadnezzar and through them interpretation of the dreams. And they said within themselves, boys, if he's able to do that, yeah. this here ain't no match for him. Can we go back? To, can we go back to the time in our life to we felt like it's all is over, all hope was lost, mm. and then all of a sudden, when you least expect it. <laughs> Church, the Holy Spirit begins to move through your home or through your automobile or through a hospital room just when you least expect it. Can I tell you, He is able to deliver you out of whatever tribulation you're going through tonight. He's able to deliver you out of the hands of hell if we'd only learn to Jesus and look to Him and trust in Him and to worship Him and quit looking at ourselves but looking to Jesus. Amen. He's able to deliver you tonight. Verse number 18, but if not, be it known to thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods. 
nor worship the golden image that thou hast set up. You know what Nebuchadnezzar forgot about? <laughs> Where one or two are gathered in his name, he'll be in the midst. They threw them little fellows down that fire. You all know the story better than I can preach it in here tonight. The scripture says that that furnace was heated seven times more than it's going to be. I mean, it was hot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The scripture even teaches us that it slew the mightiest of men yeah. that Nebuchadnezzar had in his army. Yeah. It was that hot yeah. that they could just walk up to the head of that furnace and they was consumed from the heat. It wasn't hot dog roasting fires. It was yeah. a fire. Amen. Yeah. It was hot. And just because them little Hebrew children said, we well, ain't going to worship them, they shut them off in there. I don't know what all took place for me, no matter what the word teaches me. Yeah. Yeah. But the scripture says they come out of that thing. Yeah. I'm going to get to this in just a second. The hair on her head was not even seen. That's right. Yep. Now, I've burnt my finger a time or two on the stove box while she does all the cooking, and I don't. I sensed some hairs. It's rough. But ten fellas came out, not even a singed hair on their head. The scripture says they didn't even smell like smoke. King Nebuchadnezzar walked over and he said, Fellas, you all know the story. Didn't we not throw three men into this fire? They said, True, O king. He said, I seen four. He, mm, he said, And the fourth was like the Son of God. I'm glad today that we have a sovereign God in glory that no matter what comes against us in this life, Paul preached in Romans chapter number 8, he said that nothing can separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. I don't care how much we get persecuted. I don't care how much we get talked about. I don't care how much strange looks we get for the glory of God. He said, I am persuaded that neither life nor death nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come. Yeah. Uh, he said nothing can separate us uh, from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. That's the God I Amen. serve tonight. Amen. They shoved him off in there. King Nebuchadnezzar walked over, and he said, that forth is like the Son of God. <laughs> mm. They opened the furnace up, pulled them little fellers out, can I tell you what? Them fellas decided I'd rather die with Christ yep. than yep. die without him. Yep. When was the last time that you said within yourselves, I'd rather die with Christ than turn around and walk away like a coward and choose the world? There's some things in this walk of life that might look good to you. They might smell good. They might even sound good. But if you've been born again, God implanted something inside of your soul that's called the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. And he promises us that he would lead us and guide us 
and the truth, the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And if you've been born again, he bought you. Let me remind you what he did. He paid the sin debt on the cross of Calvary for me and for you. You don't belong to yourself. You don't serve yourself anymore. And the very second that the Holy Spirit begins to deal with you and tell you, son, wake up. Daughter, wake up. Open your eyes. It might smell good. It might sound good. You might want a little bit of it. But be it known that it will send you straight to devil's hell. It will lead you astray. Get away from it. Run to God. Yeah. Amen. Preacher, I don't believe that. Ask Eve what happened. They had one thing. One thing that they didn't, they couldn't do. And I was saying, walked up. Hey, what did God say to you? Well, don't worry about that. How many times, brother, say it come at you, don't worry about that. Your dad's nowhere to be found. Zach ain't sitting beside you outside. Just just take this little bit of a scene. Yep. Don't worry about this little lust. Uh-huh. <coughs> Pull that cow up on your computer and look at her. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to know about her. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't worry about the blood face. I'm going to tell you something bad. This blood is just as bad as anything. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in there. All across yeah. the sin. Yeah. Go ahead and get you some more of that big juicy cheesecake. Praise God. It's good. <laughs> And the whole time you're so sick you can't get away from the table. It's all sin. All unrighteousness is sin. And we must be getting it dealt with. How do you get it dealt with? At the foot of the cross. Amen. Yeah. Help us, Lord. Yeah. Them Hebrew children decided real quick, fast, in a hurry. If he got us through that, he's going to get us through this. When was the last time that you glanced back at your past life? Yeah. I'm talking about the times that you just feel like that you just you can't hardly stand. When was the last time that you glanced back? God, if you brought me from this, this here ain't no match for you. That's right. When was the last time? Can't don't use it for an illustration just because I love you. Don't throw your book at me yet. Every time I've been here, she's requested prayer for her best friend. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I bet you that love gets a little bit heavy. Oh, yeah. We have people coming here all the time Earth. requesting prayers yeah. for lost loved ones. Well, they don't know about that. Let's just let's let that go. Nobody's listening. Nobody cares. Mm. In the midst of nowhere, the Holy Spirit says, I care. I got you back. I love you that much. When's the last time that you glanced back at the time that you turned your back on God? I've still been there the whole time. Let me remind you what grace is. We all Bible scholars, some of us in here Bible scholars, theologians, we read the Bible where it says grace is God's unmerited favor. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it to you six mile version where somebody like me can understand it. God loved you yeah. when you couldn't love yourself. Yeah. God carried you yeah. when you dropped the ball. Yeah. God carried you when you was weary in the journey. Amen. 
And God cares. That's God's grace. God's grace. Thank you, Jesus. The same kind of grace that these three Hebrew boys said, I would rather burn to death with Christ right. than choose the way of the world. Yep. Wednesday night, I'm going to tell you something. Tell it. I thank God we still come to church on Wednesday night and be tuned in ready for worship. Amen. I'm so grateful we still have some fundamental prayer circles. We come and worship the Creator. But there may come a day when the doors of the church may be closed down because of that stuff up up yonder. Mm -hmm. And we've got to learn to take a stand just because they say this is okay or that's okay. You have to remember what the Holy Spirit has guided you and directed you and taught you and brought you from. And at a given time, we have got to be willing to take a stand for Christ or to die with the world. Can I tell you, we have a choice to make. We must press on tonight. Amen. This Christian life is that a life of a service. And can I tell you, in this day and hour, we've got to be a life for Christ. Amen. And tell these people outside the doors of being probably primitive about church about a sovereign God who's able to save that to the uttermost. we got to tell this community about a sovereign God who's bigger and greater than any sin that you've ever committed. We've got to tell this world that God is able to deliver you. When was the last time that you made a decision? I think I'm just going to go ahead and go with God. The greatest friend I ever had, his name is Jesus. I'm going to share this illustration with you. In a couple of weeks, us Americans are going to be celebrating Turkey Day. My wife, she's a Baptist preacher's wife. She can put a spread on the table. It'll make a Pentecostal preacher repent. I'm telling you, she can put a spread. (laughs) And all I gotta do is just sit back and indulge myself on food. Mm-hmm. And go and ask for forgiveness. I know what I'm getting. I'm saying, don't work that way. Don't work that way. Yep. She sits at the table. And I'm telling you what, the truth, it looks like a bunch of buzzers going through my house looking for that turkey. <laughs> there ain't nothing to carve afterwards. It's so good. What I'm saying is this. When was the last time that we hungered after God? Mm-hmm. Like you do. That turkey. Can I remind you, you don't have to wait till next week to be thankful. <laughs> That's right. You don't have to every wait till day. next week to be grateful for what God brought yeah, you from. Sure, he supplied the feast, he supplied your family, he supplied you with the health, and that's all fine, great, and good. But what about, I think about that parable, the one that turned out to thank God yeah. for healing the leper. Yeah. When was the last time but you took a stand yeah, for God. Thank you, Lord. We all got lost family members and lost, lost loved ones, don't we? And we have the design privilege of just giving thanks to God. I have family members. I'm, I'm getting somewhere. This just bear with me. I got family members come up and they say, "Don't be long-winded. Now I'm kind of hungry." <laughs> Just say God's good and God is great. Let us but no, nah, it don't work that way. Yeah. I got you hinned up in here now, big boy. Yeah. You're going to hear our conversation with God. And you're going to pour your heart out to God and you just sit and watch him melt. Yeah. And be wild at the presence of God. Yeah. And this food is just temporary. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. 
That is the forever settled, preserved work of the Lord. Yeah. It was done and pinned down way before you and I was a spark on our mama's and daddy's eyes. And it's going to be there to the end of time. If we can put a lot of bit of this in our life, the scripture says he that hath the son hath life. You know what? If you have this right here hid in your heart, you have the son. Because this is the son. And if you give this out to the community, you all family members, nothing but good's going to happen. They can remember back to 2023 when you got long when you're talking to God, a little emotional. I'm telling you, if God be in your house, sin has to leave. But we're going to make a decision tonight. I'm going to follow Christ. I don't know what you've been going through. We've got some families of all matters of life in here tonight. Let me tell you this. Your problem ain't your brother or sister sitting beside you. Amen. Your problem ain't the doctor you're going to go right. see to give you bad news. This man right here, a lot of in the world, he loves you to death. He's not even a problem. Sure, he might give some good preaching every now and then, step on your heart and make you feel about the high that be But I promise you, he does it out of love. He's not your problem. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walking to and fro, seeking to be made of power. Your problem is the adversary. Your problem is the deceiver of the brethren. How do you get dealt with? Right there. Yeah. The same way that old Hebrew children boys did. That's right. Getting close with God. Amen. You know how you pray? Lord. I don't know if it's your will, but I know that you're able. And he'll know the intent of your heart, what you've come to ask forgiveness for, what you've come to give to him. And I promise you, if you're one of his, he'll hear from you. Amen. That's what he said. But you've got to confess your sins. You've got to choose to follow Christ, even if it takes a little bit of sacrifice. (laughs) The flesh is very, very selfish, ain't it? I spent 19 years living for myself. It was hard to turn over that new leaf for me. I was uneducated. All I know is I needed Jesus. I didn't want hell. And you get to reading in this little book right here. And he begins to point you out. I promise you, he is able to set you free Amen. of whatever it is you're fighting tonight. It would have been so easy for the little Hebrew boys to say, well, if the ruler's done it, surely know what's good for us. If the king set it up, surely it's okay. No. We ain't worshiping that. We're not serving that. Amen. I made up my mind a long time ago. I'm going to live for Jesus. Amen. When's the last time you made your mind up for God? Yeah. When's the last time you took a stand for him? Even when everybody has turned their back on you. Yeah. Take a stand for God. Amen. And I promise you'll never leave you without.
Well, Tom, both done pretty much. Sure. Uh, let me get a song. I want to give an invitation tonight. You know, Zacchaeus, if he'd have never went out there and climbed that tree, he wouldn't have got saved. He made a choice. And when he recognized that Jesus was coming through town and he wanted to know who he was, he had to make an effort. I don't know how much effort it's going to take for you tonight to be saved. But if the Holy Spirit of God has already dealt with your soul, then there is a need for you to do the next step, and that's to make the effort. Take the step forward. Climb the tree if, if you'd have it that way. Get up in there to where you can see him tonight. But he wants to save you. He's coming to you. And you'll have to respond or you're going to miss him. You're going to miss him. Now that day when Jesus spoke to Zacchaeus, he said, come down from there. He said, I'm going to your house today. So Zacchaeus, first thing he did was repent him. First thing he did was he got right with God. And then the Lord went home with him. He'll go home with you today as we stand to sing. If you're here tonight and need the Lord, he'll go home with you tonight if you'll let him. Are you lost? You need to come. Come to Christ.